0: Yes, thank you to our band, and once again, thank you all for being here today. As uh, you may have noticed in your bulletin, we are starting a brand new message series here today. And this message series is called White Noise. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about this series. Um, A few months ago, it was actually more than a few months ago, back this spring, I was uh, on my um, North Point Church app that I have on my phone, and I was scrolling through. I was looking for something to listen to a teaching of some kind. And I happened upon this three-part message series called White Noise, and I read a little bit about it, and I thought, well, I don't know that this so much applies to me, but I'll listen to this anyway. I'll try and learn from this teaching. And so I started listening to this series and discovered that it very much did apply to me. (laughs) I was very challenged by it. I was, um, I don't know, I just felt a sense of being convicted over some stuff. It was a tough message series, and so I thought, I need to share this experience with our church, and so I'm bringing this tough experience to you all today. Aren't you happy about that? i a love to share these things. Oh, somebody's clapping for that. Yeah! You know, anytime, guys. Anytime I can bring you something challenging. Um... But this series is called White Noise, and so if you want to hear to like a professional preacher preach this series, you can just go on to northpointchurch.org and find this series, and you can listen to the original pastor preach this. Um, but what we do here is every once in a while, we do take these prepackaged type things and preach through them, but I discovered a long time ago that I can't preach somebody else's sermon, so I basically used all that as a launching pad, so you can go on and listen to that online, and it'll be pretty different from what you hear here on Sunday mornings. Now, white noise, you know what white noise is, right? It's a noise that we use to mask or to block out some other sounds. Uh, does anybody use white noise to sleep? Show of hands. Yeah, white noise to sleep. Yep, yep. Sometimes our older two girls will want to listen to music to fall asleep. I find that too distracting, but they like to do that sometimes. Um, we put some white noise in Alana's room. She's our youngest. Um, it's just a fan. We just have a fan running in there, and we use that fan to mask the other sounds that are going on in the house. We put her to bed first, and they're older two. They're running around, they're getting their teeth brushed, they're doing their bedtime routine, and we don't want to distracted by all those sounds, and so we play this white noise. I've got some white noise that I play um, out of my office. Uh, I've got an office set up, and um, I've got so much power here today. I can play stuff through the sound system. It's, oh, I'm really excited about it. Um, <clears throat> but I've got an office set up in our backyard in a detached garage, and uh, sometimes, it's, it's very quiet out there, but sometimes our girls come out, And they're playing and they're laughing and having fun. And I'm like, great, now i got to listen to the sound of children's laughter? I'm trying to work here. And so I'll put on a little bit of white noise, something like this, (sighs) just to block out the other sounds that are going on and help you focus. Um, Some office buildings have white noise kind of pumped in at all times. If you've ever gone to like some doctors offices have this in the background so you don't hear these other conversations or like a counseling center they just pump all this white noise in so you don't have to hear other people's conversations and so we use this white noise to mask unwanted sounds. But what do we use to mask unwanted emotions? That's the question. What do we use as emotional white noise? What do we use to block out unwanted emotions. Let me give you an example of the kind of thing I'm talking about. This is way back in the day. I was in college, and I had a paper to write. Well, quite a few papers to write in college. You know how that works. But one night in particular, I had this paper. I knew it was due, and it was giving me a lot of stress. All right? Now, who likes to feel stress? Yeah, nobody. All right? So I'm feeling this stress. And so there's two ways that I could deal with that emotion, right? One is just to face it head on and write the paper. This is what's causing me stress. I'm going to face it. I'm going to do the thing. There you go. Or I could try to distract myself from that feeling of stress, create a little emotional white noise. And so, you know, me, what like a disciplined guy I am, what do you think I chose? Well, I I decided that I needed to create some white noise. And so instead of facing the stress, instead of doing the paper, what I did was I decided that I really needed to snack at that point in time. So I sat down, opened up the Word document. I was like, you know what, I need something to eat. So I went out to the kitchen, was looking through the cupboards. and like, you know what, I need to prepare a full-on steak dinner. That's what I need to do at this time. So I got the steak, and I seasoned it, and I got some potatoes, and I'm you know, looking up directions on how to cook. Like I made a full-on meal as a distraction to keep me from dealing with the thing that I should have been dealing with, which was the stress. But we do this kind of thing. Am I the only one who's ever done that? Right, students, when you're putting off writing a paper, it's like, well, what else can I do? Maybe I can check my inbox, maybe I can clean some. You know, we do these type of things to distract us from the feeling that we don't want to feel. And so today, I'm going to ask for a little audience participation, all right? We're going to have some of our awkward church moments here at Hope. That's one of the things we do here. And so I would like you to tell me, what are some of the ways that you distract yourself from unwanted feelings? What are some of the the things that you use as emotional white noise? What do you got for me? Netflix. Netflix. Working out. Working out. That's, that's a good one. The Netflix thing is powerful, right? You've heard of the, um, like the binge watching thing on Netflix. Netflix is wonderful. Netflix is dangerous, right? In the old days, you just kind of watched a show and then you had to wait a week for it to come back on again. And then you'd wait that whole week and then it would be like rerunning. You'd be like, oh, I've been waiting all week for my show. My goodness gracious. The f- have you ever, uh, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, have you ever experienced the Netflix binge? Have you done that? All right. So, okay, somebody's willing to admit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've done it. Holly and I did the next Netflix binge. You remember that show, Lost? And so I waited for that whole series to end. I didn't watch a single episode. But then once it ended, the entire, I don't know how many seasons there were to Lost, like five, six, I don't know what there were. But once it came out, we watched the whole series in a summer. (laughs) We just That was the only thing we watched, right? And so that's one of the things we do. We turn on the TV, we turn on Netflix to avoid dealing with those emotions, those feelings that we don't want to feel. Working out, that's another thing we do. You got stress going on in your life, you've got some, maybe some relational issues or trouble at work or trouble with that, and hey, working out is great, right? That's good for you, but sometimes we can sink ourselves into that because we feel like, well, this is something I can control, This is something that makes me feel good, and maybe I should be having that conversation with that coworker or that friend or that spouse or that family member. Maybe I should be dealing with that, but instead, I'm going to do this. It's good for me. makes me feel good, and so sometimes there are some wild people in this world who sink themselves into that as a kind of emotional white noise. What else do we do? Emotional white noise, distractions. What's that? Texting? Texting. Okay, I've got a minute in myself. And what am I going to do? Think my thoughts? Feel my feelings? No, 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 no. Let me pick up my phone. Hey, what's up? How we doing? Yeah, send a message out. Just communicate with someone. It's so easy now. You've got your phone right there. You can send a message and receive a message like that. That's one thing we do, right? What else do we do? Snacking. What's that? Snacking. You got that right. Absolutely. Are you guys familiar with Jim Gaffigan, the comedian? I think like 98% of his act is about food and eating, right? He talks about all this overeating that he does. like, well, it's either this or feel my feelings, right? But we do that. We go to the refrigerator. Oh, I'm feeling sad. Let me find something to eat or let's go out to eat or let's order something. Let's get Italianas or whatever it is. You know, we do that. We eat to avoid dealing with our feelings. What else do we do? Social media. That's right. Hop on Facebook see what other people are up to, do a little Facebook stalking where you're not actually posting anything or liking anything. You're just seeing what other people are doing. That really makes you feel great about yourself too, doesn't it? When you see how, what other people are up to and how much fun they're having while you're by yourself in your bedroom, right? But that's something we do. Like Rather than deal with what I'm supposed to be dealing with emotionally, I'll hop on social media. What else do we do? What's that? You goof off? What is that? I would like to see what that looks like in your house, right? Put on some music, have a little dance party. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You've got other stuff you should be dealing with, but pick up your guitar. And listen, none of these things are bad in and of themselves, but if we're doing them to distract from something else, it's bad. What else do we do? YouTube. Man, you get lost on YouTube, right? You're going, I just want to look up this one music video. I just want to look up this one instructional video. It's like, wow, there's all these other recommended videos. Look at this. Oh, wait, it's 3 a.m., right? YouTube. Anything else? <sighs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Let me, get, let me get this organized. I got this, like, sock drawer to sort through. Maybe I should make that doctor's appointment because I'm not feeling too well, but I'm scared about that. So let me tackle this sock drawer, right? That's, somebody's got to take care of that, right? Right. What else do we do? Video games, what's that? Google, look up stuff, right? Internet, sale internet, ooh, internet sales shopping. What's that? Build stuff, right? Let me make something, let me create something. The shopping thing, ooh, that's a dangerous one. I'm surprised that you're the one who brought that up because. <laughs> but we feel stressed out. Let me, let me get something that makes me feel good, right? And this is a strange thing, like sometimes we feel stressed out over finances, and so we go shopping to alleviate that stress, we're parting with more money, to, it's just, it's, it's what we do though. Now I think we've settled the safe church answers, right? And so if we weren't in church, if we weren't in church right now, give me another answer, what do we do? Drink! That's right! Praise God somebody had the courage to say it, Right? Have that glass of whatever, have that drink, have that glass of wine, have that beer, whatever it is, it's a thing that we do, right? Now, you don't need me to preach to you about drinking, right? Drinking is like a lot of these other things in and of itself. It's not necessarily bad, but if we're doing it to avoid some kind of emotion... If we're doing it to avoid a feeling or avoiding a conversation that we should be having, then it's not exactly healthy because it's one thing to go home after a long day of work and say, you know what, I'm just going to sit on my deck and enjoy a, you know, my favorite beverage of choice and just watch the sunset. Ah, it's another thing to come home from work and say, oh, I need a drink. And that's another thing, isn't it? And so all these things can be distractions, emotional white noise, ways that we pre- prevent ourselves from dealing with what's really going on in our hearts and i believe that jesus who loves us and cares about us and father god believe that that he wants us to deal with what's going on in our hearts you know we were made to experience this world we were made to feel things and have emotions but if we let some of these unhealthy emotions just go on unchecked that leads to to destruction right And so there are so many things. I mean, the human experience, everybody's different. You're all individuals. You've all gone through different things in life. But there are so many common experiences to all of us human beings, so many feelings that we've all had to deal with or all had to avoid, if you want to put it that way. You know, we've all experienced fear and anxiety, stress, grief, just sadness, boredom. And these are things that we don't want to feel. And so sometimes instead of processing them, we just turn up some some kind of emotional white noise to block them out. Take a look at that scripture passage that's in your bulletin that David read for us. And this is, um, just to give you a little bit of context of what's going on here in this passage, this is Jesus speaking, and this is part of the Sermon on the Mountain. And so Matthew 5, 6, and 7, this is this extended teaching of Jesus. And I feel like we refer to this Sermon on the Mountain a whole lot here, don't we? It might be a good idea to read this for yourself, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And so in the midst of this preaching time, this teaching time, Jesus is teaching on many different subjects. And here he's talking about the issue of prayer. What does it say? It says, When you pray, Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corner to be seen by others, okay? And so some people read that passage and think, well, isn't it wrong to stand up before people and pray like you do, Josh? (laughs) But I think what Jesus is addressing here, and if you read the whole thing, he's talking about a person's heart, a person's motivation, a person's intentions. And so he's speaking about these people who do this for the purpose of being seen. Whoa, look at that guy pray. Wow, look at her pray. Look at the language that she uses. I mean, she's dropping these terms that I've never even heard of. Wow, look at that. And so if a person's heart or intention is just to be seen by other people and praised by them, well, Jesus is, is condemning that. You can't be like that. And he continues, he says, you know, if that's what people want to see, if, they, if they're to be seen by others, truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, so here, here's instructions for how you pray. When you pray, go into your room close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So going into some kind of prayer room. Now, now is that a physical space? It could be. I mean, some of you have a little prayer nook, a war room, if you call it that, or a prayer closet, a space where I'm closing the door and I'm focusing on the Lord. That's great. But I think what Jesus is talking about here is that we need to have mindfulness mindfulness you know here at hope from time to time we talk about these different spiritual disciplines that we can engage in we can do things like showing up for a sunday morning worship event so we can sing songs to god and hear the word we talk about the importance of having some alone time bring this word for yourself we talk about the discipline of prayer but but there's this discipline of mindfulness that i think is very important To go to a place, whether it's physical or I don't know, to go somewhere where you can block out all the distractions, where you can turn off all that emotional white noise and get real with God. Now, Jesus doesn't say, when you pray, go into your room. And say, dear God, and then feel your phone go off in your pocket and check your message and you realize there was a text and it's kind of urgent, so you might want to reply to that text right away. And then while you have your phone at you, realize that there's your Amazon app is already open and there's a sale that's about to expire. So go ahead and make that purchase now. And while your phone's already out, you might as well check Facebook and see what's going on there, like a few things, and then shut off your phone and say, amen. Jesus doesn't say that, does he? But isn't that, I mean, we get so easily distracted and sometimes these distractions are not intentional, but other times they are intentional. I mean, think about, think about your prayer life and what it looks like. If you have a prayer life, if you're the praying type, think about what that looks like. I remember this past, um, just this past summer when, when our mission team was in Kenya, um, we sat down at, 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 for lunch together and so there were 18 of us, um, you know, Americans and the team from Kenya was there and uh, one of the Kenyans was asked to pray. Rufus was his name. He was asked to pray. And so when the Americans were asked to pray before a meal, they'd stand up and say, okay, let's pray together, and we'd all you know, be loud enough so everybody could hear you. But when Rufus prayed, I was sitting across the table from him. I could barely hear him. There was silence, and they spoke some words to God and said, amen. And then when he was done, someone from the other table said, well, I guess that was a good prayer because we couldn't hear you. And at the same time, both he and his brother, Happy Jay, said, humble yourself before the Lord. I'm like, ooh, you got that right. <laughs> to actually make it about communicating with God. Go into your prayer room. Turn off all the white noise. What do, what do your prayers look like? I mean, it's usually lists, right? God, thank you for the following. God, help me with the following. Amen. God, thank you for the following. God, help me with the following. Amen. Or sometimes it's, God, help me with the following. Amen. Is that what our prayers look like? Sometimes my prayers look that way, right? It's dinner time, and I'm hungry. Dear God, thank you for this food. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As the spoon is about to reach my mouth. You know what I mean? I could be just as guilty of that as anybody else. But Jesus is saying, what, what, what is that? if you're going to communicate with the father when you pray go somewhere turn off all the white noise the literal white noise the emotional white noise and get real with the father and then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you it's very difficult to do to block out all the different emotional white noise all these distractions to seek father god because our instinct i think as human beings When we feel something that we don't want to feel, we just hide from it. We try to block it out. We put on that white noise. So you've had a rough day at work, right? And your boss said something to you that she shouldn't have said and just came out the wrong way. And you're feeling unappreciated and you don't want to feel like that. And so you get home and maybe have one drink, maybe it's two drinks, right? And then your family's there and you know there's stuff going on with your kids and you should really sit down with your son and talk to him but you don't want to have that talk right now because you're afraid of what's going on in his life and so instead you just put on Netflix, turn up a little bit more white noise, right? Or maybe something's going on with your spouse and you've been kind of like living these separate but, but kind of lives together and, and you know you're due for a sit-down. You got to go talk. And you're just afraid if I actually bring this issue up, if we actually have this conversation... What's going to be said? Where is that conversation going to go? So instead, I'm going to go hit the gym. And we just turn up the white noise until we can't hear from ourselves anymore. And we're comfortable this way. And so many of us, we live this way for days and weeks and months and years just going to the next thing. Well, maybe it's a vacation or maybe it's the gym. or I'm just going to take myself into my work. Because my work I can control and the other things I can't. So I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to go shopping. And pretty soon we have so much white noise in our lives that we can't hear from ourselves. But what if, what if it all stopped? Hear that the sound of silence it's uncomfortable isn't it it's uncomfortable for us because we're afraid of what what waits for us in that silence what are we going to have to deal with if we turn off all that white noise what's what's going to be waiting there for us what kind of unresolved issues unresolved emotions are waiting for us there in the silence you know jesus says that when we pray in this way where we block out all the white noise block out all the emotional white noise go into a room close the door focus on god it says there then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you what does that reward look like what does that look like I think there are several pieces to what Jesus is saying here. You know, if you actually do this thing where you're turning off the distractions, where you're getting to a place of authenticity with God, where you've turned off all the emotional white noise, maybe one of the ways that He will reward you is with clarity, emotional clarity. Now, I don't want to get like too new agey here or anything like that. That's not what this is about, but like to know yourself, <laughs> to know what's going on in your life, to actually give yourself a chance to feel what you are feeling, and process it, that kind of clarity. Yeah, I think another part of this reward that God offers us when we pray in this way is, is that our prayers in and of themselves, they become something more profound. It becomes more than just a list. Thank you, thank you, thank you, help me, help me, help me. It becomes something more than that. Our prayers, when we pray in this way, can become a time of revelation, of receiving something from God. You know, if you had these kind of conversations, maybe it's at work and you're sitting around a desk together and you're trying to problem solve those kind of conversations, or maybe it's at your house and you're talking as a family, you're just talking with your spouse, trying to do some problem solving and there's a back and forth conversation. How are we going to tackle this issue? How are we going to solve this problem? Hi and I do this a lot, just about calendar stuff and schedule stuff. Okay, who's taking who where? And you work together as a team, you communicate back and forth until the problem is solved. What if your prayers were like that? Where it's not just, thank you, thank you, thank you, help me, help me, help you. It's like, God, we got to figure this out. And allowing God to reveal to you, here's the next step. Here's the next step. You know that conversation you've been putting off? Here's what you need to do. Well, what do I say? Here's what you need to say. That's part of the reward that Jesus offers us. If we're willing to pray this authentic way, our prayers become more than just this kind of ritual thing. It becomes a time of revelation. And what I'm suggesting here is, yes, I am saying that when we turn off the white noise, it gives us a chance to hear from God. Absolutely. But it's also that opportunity just to hear from ourselves. And so what I'm going to ask you to do, I'm going to ask you to do a few things. And those of you who are note takers, you might want to write this down. Okay. The first thing that I'm going to challenge you or ask you to do is to identify the white noise in your life identify the white noise in your life, that emotional white noise. Now, for some of you, you've already done it. Over the past 20 minutes here, you've figured out what your thing is. It's texting, it's social media, it's shopping, whatever it is. And if you're like most people, you probably have multiple white noises in your life, multiple emotional white noises in your life, but that's step one. Figure out what that thing is. Step two. This is the tough one. Turn it off. Turn it off. Okay, maybe just for a day. No online shopping for a day. No social media for a day. No whatever, no, drink for, no drinking for a day. When's the last time you went home and didn't have a drink after work? No drinking for a day. Maybe try it for a week. No Netflix, if that's your emotional white noise, not just for a week, and see what happens during that time. Step one, identify your white noise. Step two, turn it off. Step three, listen. Listen to what's going on inside of your heart and what i'm talking about here is identifying what was that white noise trying to cover up in your life my goodness gracious i told you i will listen to this series and i thought well i'm not sure this applies let me just listen i'm wow this so hit me on a heart level because i know there are things in my life that i've covered up with some emotional white noise and when i turned that down it was a process of learning what's actually there some emotions i haven't dealt with some some anger issues or some grief issues or some sadness issues or some jealousy issues like wow but i think the life that jesus wants for us he talks about this abundant life i think it's a life of authenticity where we're not hiding from our emotions but instead we're dealing with them and here's part of the reality if we don't deal with these issues in our heart they'll take us over I mean, we spend so much time running from these things. That's not the life that Jesus wants for it. That's not the life that you want for yourself, is it? Have you ever had a conversation with someone who seems really centered? Isn't that nice? And I know, again, I'm not talking about some new agey stuff. I'm talking about someone who just has a sense of self. I know what's going on in my heart, I've dealt with it, I'm authentic don't you want to get to that place? I believe that the abundant life that Jesus has for us that wants to give us is found in the sound of silence, turning off that white noise, dealing with those things in our hearts. I'm not suggesting that any of this is easy, but what I am saying is that it's 100% worth it. Are you willing to give that a try? Identify the white noise, turn it off, and listen to what's going on inside of your heart. See, when we do that, we give Jesus an opportunity to meet us where we are and to heal us. Now, Jesus has many titles, and one of his titles, one of the things that he's called is the great physician. Yes, he is a healer. Yes, he does miracles, physical healing, absolutely, but Jesus has also come to heal our broken hearts. All of us in this room are broken in some way, in many ways, and Jesus wants to heal us of that. So let's turn off that white noise and give God an opportunity to make us whole. Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you for for doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. We thank you for sending Jesus to be our Savior. Jesus, we thank you for dying on the cross on our behalf. And, and Lord, we believe that, that you want the abundant life for each one of us. You want us to be, to be free from anxiety, to be free from fear, to be free from grief and sadness. And so, Father God, give us the courage to turn off the white noise and, and face the reality of who we are and what we're dealing with. Father God, as your church, fill us with your, with your brand of compassion. Let us be understanding of one another. Let us be supportive of one another. And Father God, we pray that that each one of us, that we would give you permission to come into our lives and heal us where we are broken. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.